LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. My name's Derek Hanna. I am here with Lee Murray today, and we're going to be talking about what, Lee? What do you want to talk about today, Lee? Uh, I'd talk about how Ireland is kind of like the best rugby team in the world at the moment. Is that right? Beating, at the moment. Beating, beating New Zealand, beating Australia. That <laughs> so, is impressive. That yep. is impressive. How long will it last? I think it'll last until eternity, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is longer than this podcast. Because this is 15 minutes with a one thing at the end. Uh, we are going to be talking to Lee Murray, who is a, uh, who's an Irishman, yep. uh, who's a, a church planner, and who is now working for MTS, Ministry Training Strategy. Not yep. scheme anymore, strategy. Strategy, um, that's right. And we're going to be talking to him about uh, the movement out of leading a church uh, and MTS and what is their hope to do, both in Australia and across the world. Yep. So welcome to The One Thing. It's a pleasure. It's uh, so, Lee, you came. Out, how long ago was you came out from Ireland to Australia? We moved to Australia, my wife Catherine and I, yeah. in two thousand and five. Yeah. Uh, at the end of two thousand and five, so we've been here for eighteen years now, which means I can speak a little bit of Australian. I can, uh, but uh, not you actually quite. do do a very good <laughs> Bogan accent. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I live in the Shire, that's why. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and when you moved out, why did you move out here? Yeah, well, I lived here on a, for a year on a working holiday visa and felt that God was calling us uh, back out here to do some sort of mission-type work um, because at that stage I thought that church was restrictive to the mission and anti-mission. So we were sending people in Ireland overseas to contextualize gospel ministry, but we really struggled to send people across the streets. So I thought I was going to be a missionary at some point over in Australia. Mm. And, uh, and then through a through somebody at church tapping me in the shoulder, said, we've got a youth ministry position, I reckon you'd be good at it, 2008. And I said, yes, I think I would be as well. And then three months in, I went, oh, poop. Uh, I need a way, way more training. Um, and, uh, and whilst I was at Youth Works College, uh, Graham Stanton, the principal there, helped me to see, you know, like um, Peter, that, that it's, it's the priesthood, like the, the church that actually is the people to present and proclaim Jesus to the people around them. And, and so God enlarged my vision for the church and mission and, and reaching Australia yeah. in that way. So. That's great. Uh, now, you you planned to establish a number of years ago. We're going to have another conversation about that. Yes. Um, established church uh, in Cronulla in order to reach people in the Shire and beyond, yeah. and see them come to know Jesus. Uh, and that closed last year. And this yeah. is a whole conversation which we are going to unpack yes. at, on another episode. Um but one of the things I did want to ask you about was you've moved out of leading a church and planting a church yeah. and now you're working in a parachurch organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about, for you and Catherine as well, what that has been like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in many ways it's, it's been a combination of grief and then just a continuation of the things that really formed our heartbeat. Um, so there was a lot of griefs in that. You know, we, we wrapped up a church. They were our family. Um, we had lots of mission contacts, and Catherine and I were in the trenches together, uh, working side by side. She was on the leadership team, and uh, so we're now a number of months in going, yeah, we feel the pain of that. We feel the cost of um, not serving side by side together, um, not being on the ground, just getting that personal 
connection week in, week out, preaching, teaching, walking with people um, in the trenches. And, and you know, so there's been a, a layer of different griefs. Even being at the conference, reached conference this, this year is the first time that we've been without our established church leadership yeah. team. And, uh, but, but, but in the, in the midst of that, and in the midst of some of those griefs that have been there, there's, there's been a, a real clarity. I think I want to say in what it is that we're doing now, because, because it was the same foundation that caused us to come to Australia, mm -hmm. the same foundation that caused us to like to go into ministry, the same foundation that, that kind of caused us to plant a church. And, and that was when, when I, I became a Christian, it was like radical conversion at the age of 17, 18. And it was the best news I ever heard, and it still is. And, and I, I just wanted to tell everybody about it, and I was probably pretty shocked. I know I was pretty shocking <laughs> bad <laughs> at, at, at doing that. And I, but I, I went on a mission trip to India, and it was the first time I was outside of Northern Ireland, the first time I ate Indian curry, the first, you know, it was, it was just mind-blowing. So I'd come from a country of 1.7 million people that was going through civil war. And, and, uh, and then I went to India, loads of people, and God just used that to open up my eyes to go, there are literally thousands, millions of people who don't know Jesus. Mm. And, um, and, and when we got to Australia, it, it was the same thing, thinking about, about planting. We, you know, we were living in the Shire, 230 4,000 people and less than 2% of them going, going to church. So that, um, that same motivation to want to see Jesus kind of proclaimed and, and presented to the people around us has been exactly the same in choosing to, to then kind of take up a job with MTS mm. because at its core, M MTS is like a evangelistic organization. They want to win the world for Christ by multiplying gospel workers through ministry apprenticeships. And that that clarity for me just went, yeah. Mm. You know, if, if we want to see 300 churches by 2030 through, uh, through our networks, we, we need many, many gospel workers, kids pastors, youth pastors, missionaries, people doing women's ministry, people planting churches, all of that. And, and that was something that really captured my heart when we planted as well. So just very briefly, some, most people will be aware of what MTS is, but some yeah. people won't. So just very briefly, yeah. what, what does MTS do? You, you've mentioned the vision there, winning the yeah. world for Christ through multiplying apprentices. Have I missed it? <laughs> sort yeah. of. Winning, winning the world for Christ um, through multiplying gospel or by multiplying gospel workers through ministry apprenticeships. Right. And uh, it, it started in, I need to make sure that I get this right because I'm only three months in the job, mm. right? Uh, but it started... 1979, and uh, and since then, uh, we've seen 3,000 odd uh, apprentices um, trained up, and many of them have actually gone into full-time vocational ministry. Uh, but one of the things that, that happened in 2016 uh, is that they really get a, a good sense of clarity that if we're going to see more ministry apprenticeships happening, we need to do a lot more work with the trainers and in partnering with the local church to to help them, um, to actually, you know, help them, resource them, inspire them to, to raise up more apprentices. Yeah. I hope I do justice to that three months in as the new bloke. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty good. Uh, so I think one of our founding directors, uh, Al Stewart of Geneva Christian Research Australia, he was one of the first MTS, he was one of the first guys who did that in yeah. 1979, yeah. which I think he was born in, in 1812. Uh, so yeah, he was pretty yeah, old yeah. when he did it. Um, yeah. 
But the, uh, the, the partnership that I've loved last few months and for the last few years with, with Ben Farr and the team there, we work yeah. really closely with them. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I've seen in talking to you and walking through Establish and what's happened there and that group, but also the, the joy in thinking through what this could be at MTS is around this leadership pipeline yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And MTS works very strongly around and beautifully around that apprenticeship and the training mm, level. Mm. One of the things that we have been working on this year and uh, moving forward, we have been working for years, is Rhett Harris who yeah. is at EV. He's been running the ministry here around the leadership pipeline. He's working with a number of churches across Australia to think through how they mobilise people in leadership. Yeah. And one of the results of doing that will hopefully, prayerfully be, and they've seen it EV mm. and a number of other churches we're working with, more people moving towards apprenticeships and gospel yeah. ministry. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit because you had apprentices as well. You had yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you were established. Um, what's the impact of, of apprenticeships that, that you're seeing and, and for trainers as well, not just for those who are doing it but the trainers yeah. in the church? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing to say is that, like, Ben and the team there, they've, they've been doing lots and lots of work in, in that space. I'm, I'm three months in, and uh, I'm still getting my head around what's happening there. But I, I think one of the things that when we were at Established that we saw was if we're going to raise up gospel workers, and, and, like, our first MTS apprentice was was like a church-planting apprentice, um, and uh, his name was James, and we were going what better way, right, to see more church planters and to pull on an apprentice right at the very, very start. Like, like you get all of the, the growth pains, you go through the different stages together, you come out with absolutely no, you know, you've got no questions about what gospel ministry is like and, and what it is like to plan a church. Um, and, but we couldn't have done that um, can, you know, couldn't have, we ended up uh, having Meg uh, Blight, who's now Meg Stevens at Vine Church, doing MTS. We, we couldn't have done that if we weren't just talking about how to raise people up into teams, how to actually help people become leaders of leaders, mm. and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the things for me is in, in, this, in my role with, with MTS and, and, and just seeing the stuff that Reach Australia is do, doing is if we're going to see more apprentices raised up, we, we need to have the, the ecosystem of church, the culture of churches where we're, we're raising up people to be on teams, people to be leaders of leaders, um, all of that kind of stuff, because it's from there then that we identify people with good character, conviction, you know, and they've already got some competency in, in showing that. Um, and uh, that we're also challenging then people, not just to be leaders within our local church, but actually to go, you, it's very legitimate that you could give up everything to pursue a life in serving Jesus as a full-time gospel worker. And, but, I, but I think that we need, we, we need that that health, that ecosystem happening within the local church if we're going to see more gospel workers um, yeah. coming through. Now, the, the thing I do love about the MTS vision, it's not just about gospel workers and ministry apprenticeships. There's that end bit in there in order to win the world for Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every time I hear Ben Farler talk, you know, he's a guy who runs MTS yeah. and has been driving it for years and years. Yeah. But the thing he always wants to talk about is the lost. Um, yeah, he always yeah. the purpose of an apprenticeship and gospel worker is to help people consider how it is they give their life to reaching the lost. Yeah. Um, so, what what are the things that as you're working with trainers and apprentices mm. um, that you've seen? Again, you're only three months in, yeah. and so yeah. you're still cracking your teeth. 
Um, but I know you've done this at Established as well. Um, what are the things you're looking for when you're, you're thinking about apprenticeships and that, that heart for the loss? What are you, you trying to drive into them and see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, ben, ben is one of the few people that I know that has just got crystal clear clarity on that, you know. Like, like it's just, it's insatiable for him. He's always banging on about it. And I think, I think if we're going to see um, and raise up gospel workers of whatever kind it is who are evangelistically driven and, and who actually share that vision, um, then we actually need to be inspiring that in people from a from a very young age, um, but also in our churches just in general. So one of the things that I'd love to see, and I, I think Ben would say this as well, that we're looking um, for people who have got a real heart for the lost, um, who they might not be the best evangelist or whatever in the world, but they're 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 willing to give it a crack. They're they're willing to kind of talk. So rather than just um, thinking about what's going on in my local church they're always looking at the community around them so you know like i was chatting to somebody today who um is a pastor here and he's a natural evangelist and i'm like mate wouldn't it be great to have an apprentice come alongside you walking into your suburb you know being with you when uh, you're having chats with people, getting your hair cut, having coffee, whatever it is, um, because because we need more and more people just to be able to lift their eyes a little bit from our own little barns mm-hmm. and, and out into the paddocks. So so that's certainly one thing that I'd be looking for. But um, but MTS is pretty clear, you know, like we we, we want to see people who are um, mature, of good character, p- people who are already doing many of the things that we'd want to see um, in a full-time gospel worker. Um, yeah. yeah. And the, the thing is we're, we're raising people up into leadership as well around that that mission of and yeah. pieces. You, you you want people to be um, passionate and keen about sharing their faith. But some people are more able than that. Some people, John Warner, for example, who used to work with his satellite, everywhere I went with that guy, he would get into a gospel conversation. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. just so good to be with him. Um, yeah, he was a phenomenal one-on-one evangelist, mm. and so I, I, I can't. I'm not like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't expect other people to be like that necessarily. Yeah. I would love to be like that, but one of the things we do want to see in leaders is that heart. Yeah. And so part of you are trying to in, in, drive those convictions deep. So when they lead other people, we're not just doing busy work. We're doing yeah. gospel work that yeah. reaches people. Yeah. I'm mobilizing people. Yeah. So that yeah. starts from that early age there, I reckon. That early yeah. Age. yeah, yeah, and, and that's very important to say. Different people have got different gifts and, and they can bring very different things to a gospel ministry. But Ephesians 4.11, right? You know, like it's the, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, they're a gift to the local church um, to uh, equip the saints to, to grow the church up into maturity yeah. and um and I, I think it's it's the heart you know like are they praying for people are they broken like like rory was saying in, in a sermon i think it was rory you know are, have we got tears and mm. um, when we think about the people around us the people you know because there there are moms there are there are fathers our brothers our, our cousins our work colleagues you know yeah. it's not just it's not just 4.7 million people in Sydney and oodles of millions of people in, in Australia. They're, they're real people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and I think, you know, hearing that and, 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 and instilling that in somebody is really great. The other thing is, you know, if we raise up a bunch of leaders now, that's not going to cut it, right? Um, so one of the things I've been really impressed by Ben and the MTS movement is they're really dedicated to 2 Timothy 2.2, mm. um, where Paul... 
is entrusting the gospel to Timothy, and he's saying entrust the gospel, entrust the word to other people. So we, we actually, I think, are looking for people who have got a vision for not just being trained themselves, but actually handing that on to other people so that that might happen more and more and we see the gospel spread even further. Okay, Lee, uh, just at the end of this, tell us what's the one thing you want people to walk away from this conversation with? If we're going to win the world for Christ, if we're going to see Australia reached, then we need to be the kind of people that are always looking to raise up and multiply gospel workers in our ministry. Excellent. Beautiful. Now, uh, let me open up the toolbox for a second. Have you got any resources? You've got a great book, ebook, um, Six Steps to uh, Apprenticeships in Your Church. Is that right? No, it's not a book, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> More <laughs> a pamphlet? It's, it's, um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll um, actually, we've got coming up yep. um, in May 22nd and 23rd, uh, online presentations on six steps in terms of how you get MTS up and running, how you start raising up apprentices. Right. Um, but a lot of that resource is all online. So the MTS, mts.com.au uh, resources there. There are oodles of resources in thinking about um, how, do, how do we raise up apprentices? What, are, what do we do in terms of actually the curriculum? All of that kind of stuff. So that's a good thing in the toolbox. Great. Excellent. And I want to give a plug for um, uh, the Building Leaders leaders Days that we run. Yeah. Um, I think mobilising people across the country uh, within churches, um, we will see more apprentices out. If you go to registrate.com.au and in the events up the top, you'll see a link to Building Leaders yeah. there. Uh, let me give a, a, a plug as well to Rhett Harris. He is working with churches to do this at the moment. So if you contact us, we would love to have a conversation about how we help you mobilise your church towards reaching the lost. Uh, and the ebook that he's coming out very, very soon. He's written it. Uh, it's in production. It's going to be amazing. It's excellent. Um, anyway, Lee, thanks for joining us today, mate. Pleasure. Good to have you on The One Thing. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. Mm-hmm.